Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. So happy to be with you. So delighted. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, I'm so grateful. Well, let's, let's take a breath of love and gratitude. So grateful to speak a word of prayer as we're beginning here. So grateful. Let's take that breath and place our hand on our heart. So we're grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented. Grateful and thankful to say yes to the unlimited. Grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to recognize and remember the truth that sets us completely free. Free from all suffering. Free from all limitation. Free from all pain and suffering. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to remember the fullness of God's love is all that we are, all that there is. So grateful. Taking a breath of love and gratitude, we open ourselves to the insight, the wisdom, the clarity of the higher Holy Spirit self. So grateful, so thankful to allow ourselves the freedom to fully love to be gentle, to be kind, to open to the wisdom of pure truth. In gratitude, we're allowing the doubt to dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause so we never experience it again. Truly grateful, we share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we allow it to be, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Oh, yes, we are blessed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the, <laughs> the topic today, Spirit has led me to the end of doubt, which is in chapter 15 of the text. It's section two. The whole section is entitled The End of Doubt. And so we're, we're looking at that. And one of the things that A Course in Miracles tells us is that all doubt is self-doubt. That's from the manual for teachers. All doubt is self-doubt. And doubt can be so insidious that we don't even recognize we're experiencing doubt. We don't even realize that that's what it is. Doubt gets into the what feels like the fabric of our life sometimes. And it's like a, a, a background noise that's been there so long, so intensely, so pervasively, that we don't even realize it's there. We've forgotten 
than it ever existed. Because doubt, for many of us, has been a part of our upbringing. It's been in our family way. And so we don't even realize that it's doubt. But we can get it out. <laughs> That's what the Holy Spirit is telling us, that we can let it go. And one of the things that I love most about the Course in Miracles and working with the Holy Spirit, something that I've really come to appreciate and be grateful for, is that we are entitled to miracles. We can have miraculous healing, and it can happen so much easier than we ever imagined. It, it can happen with ease and with grace. So grateful. Yes. And so, hmm. when we work with the Holy Spirit, what we're able to do, and this is what Jesus encourages us to do in A Course in Miracles, Give all the heavy lifting. These are my words, the heavy lifting. But give all the figuring out how. How's it going to happen? How's it going to unfold? All the whys in the hows, the where to for, all of that, the when, all those details to the Holy Spirit. Stay focused on the decision to accept the atonement for yourself. So the end of doubt starts with the atonement is in time but not for time being in you it is eternal because we're eternal what holds remembrance of god cannot be bound by time no more are you for unless god is bound you cannot be and doesn't it feel sometimes like we're stuck in this world, and we're stuck in the intensity of density, trying to move density, trying to push density. It feels like that so often. And doubt plays a big role in that. It says here, an instant offer to the Holy Spirit is offered to God on your behalf. And in that instant, you will awaken gently. In God. In the blessed instant, you will let go all your past learning, and the Holy Spirit will quickly offer you the whole lesson of peace. All right? So, our willingness is what brings forth this holy instant. It's our willingness. And we can learn to practice, and this is what I've learned to do that's brought me so much benefit. We can learn to simply say to the Holy Spirit, whatever is the cause of this suffering that I'm feeling, I'm experiencing, I'm believing, whatever is the cause of this doubt, this worry, this fear, this resentment, this regret, this hurt, this blame, this shame, whatever is the cause, Holy Spirit knows the cause. Our higher Holy Spirit self knows the reason. And as we talked about maybe a month ago, Jesus says, 
that he will remove all misperceptions from our mind if we ask him to. And it's only our misperceptions that cause our suffering. So the release of the suffering and the misperceptions is really all, it it can all be lifted off of us if we ask and we are truly willing to let them go. And the same is true with doubt. So if you accept what I'm sharing, that doubt is so pervasive. It's, it's, we doubt our ability to choose love. We doubt our ability to be right-minded. We doubt our ability to per- correctly perceive in this world. We doubt our ability to recognize inspiration, intuition, divine guidance. We doubt our worthiness. Doubt doubt, doubt, plays such a strong role in our pain and suffering. Let's give all doubt to the Holy Spirit for healing. Because what is doubt? The very nature of doubt is that we're placing our belief in something false, in something other than God. It says here in this, it's chapter 15, Section 2, entitled The End of Doubt, Paragraph 1, it says, In the blessed instant, so it's that that true instant of loving, of God connection, it says, In the blessed instant, you will let go all your past learning, Right, what we've learned in time and space, and the Holy Spirit will quickly offer you the whole lesson of peace. What can take time when all the obstacles to learning it have been removed? So this is what we can have. It's uh, I, I sometimes refer to it as that Saul to Paul moment. So. You've heard me talk about it before. Saul, uh, the Christian hater, was on the road to Damascus. He had an experience, an encounter with the Spirit of Jesus. He had an awakening that was instantaneous, and he went from being the persecutor of Christians to the number one proselytizer about Christianity. Paul's, he, and he changed his name to Paul. He went from Saul, the Christian hater, to, he went from Saul to Paul, Paul the great apostle of Jesus, writing all those epistles, all the letters to the Romans, etc. Traveled all over, spreading the teachings of Jesus, went from a persecutor of Christians to the great proselytizer of Christianity. Because he had that one moment. And that's what Jesus is telling us here. What can take time when all the obstacles to learning it have been removed? 
And the it here is peace, the whole lesson of peace. It won't take time. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from Ernest Holmes, the founder of the Science of Mind teachings, is he says in the Science of Mind textbook, the only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. And that's what Jesus is saying here. It doesn't take time. Because when all the obstacles to peace have been removed from your mind, there's the peace. Because the peace is already there. It's already there. It's, it's, remember it starts the section, the atonement is in time. So the atonement is when we awaken to the realization that there is no separation, that we're one with God. So the atonement, that realization, happens in time. It happens instantaneously. It's not a gradual thing. It says, being in you, this truth, it's eternal. So it says, what holds remembrance of God cannot be bound by time. So our true identity as peace, as joy, as freedom, as wisdom, as prosperity, as all of the spiritual qualities, it's in us. Jesus refers to the great rays being in us. And so the the great rays... Uh, as far as I know, equate with these spiritual qualities of peace, love, joy, freedom. They're in us. They're our true identity. And the only reason that we suffer is because we have obstacles in our mind. And Jesus is telling us here, what can take time when all the obstacles have been removed? So let us pray and be willing to release all the obstacles in our mind. And that doubt is an obstacle in the mind. Fortunately, there's no big or small obstacle in the mind. It's just an obstacle to the truth. All we have to do is accept the atonement. Remember that? So all we have to do is accept the atonement for ourselves. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to make it happen. We don't even have to believe it. That's one of the key things that Jesus says about working the lessons in the workbook. You don't even have to believe them. It's absolutely not necessary for us to awaken. We don't have to believe the the truth. All we have to do is be willing. Be willing and to really, I'm just closing the window here, to be Willing to give the Holy Spirit, to give Jesus the full sway. Do not be concerned with time and fear not the instant of holiness that will remove all fear. For the instant of peace is eternal because it is without fear. It will come being the lesson God gives you through the teacher he has appointed to translate time into eternity. Blessed is God's teacher, whose joy it is to teach God's Holy Son his holiness. His joy is not contained in time. His teaching is for you because his joy is yours. 
Through him you stand before God's altar where he gently translates hell into heaven. For it is only in heaven that God would have you be. (sighs) Yes, so the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And the Holy Spirit has been appointed to translate time into eternity. And it is the Holy Spirit's joy to teach us our holiness. Now, here's the thing. You've heard me say this many times. We don't have to learn. We can remember. And that's that instantaneous awakening that we can have, like Saul to Paul. So, we can choose it. I'd like to experience a gentle, loving, joyful, instantaneous awakening. I'm ready to let go of everything that blocks my awakening. Check this out. Next paragraph in this, the end of doubt section. Again, chapter 15, section 2, paragraph 3. How long can it take to be where God would have you? For you are where you have forever been and will forever be. All that you have, you have forever. The blessed instant reaches out to encompass time as God extends himself to encompass you. You who have spent days hours, and even years in chaining your brothers to your ego in an attempt to support it and uphold its weakness, do not perceive the source of strength. In this holy instant, you will unchain all your brothers and refuse to support either their weakness or your own. Yes, we have. We have spent days, hours, and even years in chaining our brothers to our ego in an attempt to support it and uphold its weakness. Yeah, we've done that. And we can say, I've done it, I've learned from it, and I'm not interested in doing it anymore. No more, no more, no more. Mm-hmm. So the blessed instant, that moment of awakening, encompasses all time. It takes us out of time into the eternal reality of our perfection. And our willingness is the key. It says, you do not realize how much you misused your brothers by seeing them as sources of ego support. As a result, they witness to the ego in your perception and seem to provide reasons for not letting it go. Okay, so let's just look at this for a moment. You do not realize how much you misused your brothers by seeing them as sources of ego support. So one way for us to speed our awakening is to... Become aware of who, when, why, where we're enticing people to support our ego. So let's just be with that a moment together. Let's be so courageous and willing that we're willing to look at 
how we have coerced our brothers and sisters to support our ego. Just looking at it together. So one thing that I can witness to in my own life experience is that I have on numerous occasions, too numerous to count, I've been upset about something and I've blamed other people for my upset. Even though I don't know what anything is for, even though I'm never upset for the reason I think I have blamed people for my upset. I've blamed people for my worry, my doubt, my fear, my pain, my suffering, all that I've claimed for myself, all the different forms of upset. I have blamed other people along the path. And I have coerced loved ones, friends, family, strangers, acquaintances to join with me in my upset and to validate my upset, to validate my point of view, my painful perspective that this should be different that I am not loved, that I am disrespected, that I am lacking, all kinds of opinions and judgments I've put forth and I've coerced others into supporting my belief. So I've asked them to support my ego's insistence on negativity, my ego's insistence on false perspective, my ego's insistence on lack and limitation. I have coerced people into validating my ego and and become my ego support. Yes. So that right there, it is a form of doubt. Would I ever do that if I doubted my divinity? Would I ever do that if I doubted that I can have instantaneous healing? Would I go on and on and on, complaining about my problem, energizing my problem, if I truly knew the miraculous truth of my being and that I was perfectly loved? So I'm inviting you to just sit with that. You do not realize how much you have misused your brothers by seeing them as sources of ego support. Let's just forgive ourselves that here and now. Let's let that painful past go here and now. Let's remember and recognize the truth now. Let's be willing to see with new eyes now. It says, as a result, our brothers and sisters witness to the ego 
in our perception and seem to provide reasons for not letting it go, right? When people agree, oh, God, yeah, no, you're right, they're wrong. When we encourage people to join with us in validating the ego's false perception, we are, by enrolling them, we're seeing them as ego support and they are witnessing for us. We're, we're, we're asking them to collude with us in a defense against the truth. And as a result, our brothers and sisters witness to the ego in our own mind and seem to provide reasons for not changing our position because they validate it. So let's make a pact. Let's you and I make a pact. So we're going to let that behavior go. We're not going to coerce people to validate our ego anymore because it's not helping them and it's not helping us. It's only an argument for more suffering. It says that our brothers and sisters are far stronger and much more compelling witnesses for the Holy Spirit. And they support the strength of the Holy Spirit. It is, therefore, your choice whether your brothers and sisters support the ego or the Holy Spirit in you. Check that out. It's our choice. It's your choice. It's my choice. Whether or not humanity, our brothers and sisters, our loved ones, support the ego or the Holy Spirit in us. We're the ones who decide. And we decide by our choice. What's our preference? Complaining is complaining our preference, is attacking our preference, is judging our preference, or is our preference compassion? Is our preference forgiveness? Because whatever we choose, our brothers and sisters are going to support it. Because they're one with us. It says here, it is therefore your choice whether they support the ego or the Holy Spirit in you. And you will recognize which you have chosen by their reactions. So what does that mean? We'll recognize whether or not we have chosen to invite the people in our life to give witness and testimony to the ego or to the spirit. We'll know, we'll recognize it by other people's reactions. That's how we determine what we're choosing by their reactions. <laughs> so it says, a son of God who's been released through the Holy Spirit in a brother is always recognized. So when we go to our brothers and sisters, extending love, 
opening to receive love in a place of giving and receiving compassion. You know how I say all the time, we're the perfect givers and receivers of love. When we do that, then we're in that place of opening ourselves to be the perfect givers and receivers of love. And our brothers and sisters will recognize that. It's always recognized, he's saying to us right here. The Son of God who's been released through the Holy Spirit in a brother is always recognized. He cannot be denied. If you remain uncertain, it is only because you've not given complete release. And because of this, you've not given a single instant completely to the Holy Spirit. For when you have, you will be sure you have. You'll be sure because the witness to the Holy Spirit will speak so clearly of the Holy Spirit that you will hear and understand. You will doubt until you hear one witness whom you have wholly released through the Spirit. And then you will doubt no more. Wow. Wow. Well, it's time for me to take a break. So we'll <laughs> we'll share about this when I come back from my break. Ah, I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I, by the way, am at the Art of Living Retreat Center in beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains above Boone, North Carolina. And uh, we just had uh, Course in Miracles Weekend of Freedom. Uh, it was a wonderful opportunity. I got to be roommates with Regina Dawn Akers. We're planning some adventures. So I'll probably be telling you about those um later in the month and i just love that woman she's been a guest on my show a few times she's done a bunch of living a course of miracles classes with me we went to baja mexico together uh we just we really have a good time together and uh i love her teachings i i love her personality i'm so grateful for regina don acres if you aren't familiar with her go back into the archive and by the way, it's easy to hunt in the archive. Uh, we have um, at livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio. Uh, we have um, the archive there. That's where you can find the transcripts of these episodes. Uh, we're, we're really working hard to get them all transcribed and... If if we have one that, if there's an episode you'd really like that's not yet transcribed, please um, 
just let us know. Write to admin at jenniferhadley.com and we'll we'll send it to you. Um, I mean, we'll we'll put it in the queue of of transcripts to do. Yeah, so uh, I'm here. We had a, a, a retreat with John Mundy, David Fishman, uh, Maureen Muldoon, uh, and some other folks, and it was it was a great time. It's lovely to get together, which actually reminds me that there's the if you like conferences where you can go. Hear lots of uh, Course of Miracles teachers because some people really like conferences, some people like the retreats. Um, I'm doing a Forgive and Be Free retreat this weekend, so on my retreats we go really deep and do the deep personal healing work. Um, and um, conference is more like a party, and um, it's fun. It's uh, people give talks, but there's not the same kind of deep healing processing that uh, I I prefer to do when we can do a retreat. So, uh, the next Course of Miracles conference is in February, and it's in San Francisco. And uh, you can learn more about it uh, at ACIM dot, let's see, what is it? ACIM events dot news. Um, or is it ACIM dot news? Oh, gosh. I'll have to look it up and tell you. <laughs> Yeah, it's ACIM.news, ACIM.news. And uh, we have, at the Power of Love Ministry, we have uh, discount tickets. We do, we do. And we would like to um, have you relieve them of us. So the current price for the conference, if you buy from the... um, Community Miracle Center is five ninety nine, and we have tickets for four ninety nine. So, just letting you know um, that that's the case. Ah, oh, so good. So, we're back to the end of doubt, where we're talking about how our brothers and sisters help us to recognize whether or not we're trying to enlist them in. Affirming our ego, re-identifying with the ego, and staying identified with the ego. It's their reaction that helps us. So are they reacting with uh, the sympathy? That would be uh, a, a real indication that we're feeling and acting like a victim, and we're enrolling people in supporting our ego with sympathy, right? So, when we're truly identified with the Spirit, we don't need sympathy. Extending love is all we're about. Giving and receiving love. It says here, Paragraph 5. So we're in chapter 15, section 2, the end of doubt. The holy instant has not yet happened to you, yet it will. And you will recognize it with perfect certainty 
Isn't that reassuring? No gift of God is recognized in any other way. You can practice the mechanics of the holy instant and will learn much from doing so. Yet, it's shining and glittering brilliance, which will literally blind you to this world by its own vision you cannot supply. And here it is, all in this instant, complete, accomplished, and given holy. Start now to practice your little part in separating out the holy instant. You will receive very specific instructions as you go along to learn to separate out this single second and to experience it as timeless is to begin to experience yourself as not separate. Fear not that you will not be given help in this. God's teacher and his lesson will support your strength. It is only your weakness that will depart from you in this practice, for it is the practice of the power of God in you. Use it but for one instant, and you will never deny it again. Who can deny the presence of what the universe bows to in appreciation and gladness? Before the recognition of the universe that witnesses to it, your doubts must disappear. Mm-hmm. So we're allowing ourselves to experience the holy instant. We're cultivating the holy instant. In in uh, in earlier in the text it says, in the holy instant in which you see yourself as bright with freedom, you will remember God. So, the holy instant. There's a, the because the, the section before the one the end of doubt isn't entitled. Uh, well, the whole chapter 15 is entitled The Holy Instant. And uh, the section before tells us that there are two uses of time. And we've talked about this, about learning what time is for and what the two uses are. So we can use time for waking up. We can use time for continuing our ego identification. We can do as we wish. And the holy instant is that moment of awakening. It's that moment of uh, being clear in the moment that we're holy. We are born of love. This is our true identity. And that there's nothing to fear because we're part of God. So that's why in the holy instant we see ourselves bright with freedom and we remember God. So we can choose to live in the holy instant. So in in, um, the section right, the pair, actually the sentence right before the end of doubt begins, it says, Offer the miracle of the holy instant through the Holy Spirit and leave his giving it to you, to him. So let's ask together for the holy instant. Let's ask together for it. Let's ask together for 
an awareness that we can practice the holy instant. That there is a, a practice that we can have to remember our holiness in the holy instant. And because all minds are joined, when we practice the holy instant, we're supporting everyone everywhere. So in uh, this chapter of the text about the holy instant, section 4, paragraph 4, it says, Would you learn how perfect and immaculate is the holy altar on which your father has placed himself? Now, I love this, and let me tell you why. First of all, when uh, in the course, would you learn? So, in other words, are you willing to learn? Would you learn how perfect and immaculate is the holy altar on which your Father has placed himself? Where is the altar? Course in Miracles tells us the altar is in our heart. So here, Jesus is saying, are you willing to recognize, to recognize, to remember how perfect and immaculate is the holy altar on which your Father has placed himself? God has placed himself on the altar of our heart. And that place is perfect and immaculate. There's no trash on the altar of God. We can put a false idol there in our mind, but only in the illusion. In truth, the altar will always remain perfect and immaculate. So then it says... This will you recognize in the holy instant. In the holy instant, we'll remember how perfect and holy we are, how immaculate we are. One of my favorite, um, I love this word immaculate. I love, love, love the immaculate heart, right? We think of Mother Mary as having that immaculate heart. That immaculate heart is the heart that holds only love. Only the purity of God. We can cultivate an immaculate heart. Holy Spirit, show me that my heart is already immaculate. It's already perfect. That my heart is the holy altar where God has been placed forever. That only uh, only God is on the altar of my heart. Only God is on the altar of my heart. In this moment now, I give up all false idols. Only God is on the altar of my heart. This is all that I'm interested in. Knowing God, being God, revealing God, sharing God, living God, extending God. Here's the peace of God where God left it in my heart, on this holy altar, immaculate and perfect. Here's the peace of God in my heart. Where else could we find the peace of God 
but in our heart. Just feeling that. Jesus tells us, you can claim the holy instant anytime and anywhere you want it. In your practice, try to give over every plan you've accepted for finding magnitude in littleness. It is not there. Use the holy instant only to recognize that you alone cannot know where it is and can only deceive yourself. So try to give over every plan you have accepted for finding magnitude in littleness. So let's search our heart and our mind for the false idols of finding magnitude in littleness. In other words, if we think that there's something in our life, it could be something like a job or a car or a house or a bank account, a bonus, something in the world that would... magnify our worth, increase our stature. Some false idol, oh, if so-and-so cared about me, if so-and-so loved me, if so-and-so appreciated me, wanted me, needed me, liked me, if only they were my friend, if only they valued me, if only they understood me, if only I had access to that world, if only I had an invitation to that party, then... then I could be happy, then I would be worthy. Right? This is how the ego operates. So try to give over every plan you've accepted for finding magnitude and littleness. Every thought that we have that something in the world would validate us, would improve us, would somehow make us worthy or happy magnifies our littleness. The, the the identification with small, right? I teach classes and let's stop playing small. Trying to find magnitude in littleness. We're already as big and beautiful and perfect and immaculate as we could ever be. And the only thing that blocks our awareness of it is the things we place on the altar that are false. That's the only thing. Those are the only obstacles. Yes, those are the only obstacles to our peace, to our happiness. Hmm. 
just feel that. And remember what he says to us at the end of doubt. What can take time when all the obstacles to learning peace have been removed? Right? So we're giving away the false idols to the Holy Spirit for healing. Those are the obstacles to peace, the false idols, the things that we value from this world that are not actually valuable. Those are the blocks to love. Those are the blocks to peace. Those are the blocks to holiness. In, in uh, the section three of this chapter on the holy instant, Section 3 is entitled, Littleness versus Magnitude. Be not content with littleness. Be not content with littleness. Everything in this world is little because it is a world made out of littleness. In the strange belief that littleness can content you. When you strive for anything in this world in the belief that it will bring you peace, you are belittling yourself and blinding yourself to glory. So let's just take stock here. Today, what was your plan? This week, what was your plan? This month, this year, what was your plan? To get something, to have something in order to have more peace, more love, more joy. What was your plan? Give the plan to the Holy Spirit. Instead of thinking you know the way to peace, recognize that in the altar of your heart, there is the holiness, the purity, the immaculate nature of your being All the obstacles to peace, to prosperity, to love, to joy, to freedom, to wisdom, to creativity, to clarity are in our mind thinking that we can get these things from the world. Those are the false idols, the belief that we can get fulfillment from the world in the world. And those beliefs are the false idols on the altar that are the obstacles to the very things we're seeking. So if I think that my joy comes even from doing this radio show, no, it doesn't. Joy is unconditional. It's a quality of God. It's my very nature. And if I think that, oh, without the radio show, I will experience less joy. That thought that I need the radio show to have more joy, to have more peace, more freedom, anything like that, that I need even an outlet to speak about spirit, to share my love of God, even that I need that, that thought is a block to love. It's a block to peace. It's a block. It's a block. It's a block. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's give all the blocks to the Holy Spirit. Known and unknown. Felt and not felt. Recognized and unrecognized. 
going to speak that word of prayer now. And before I do, I would like to say a big, big, big thanks to all the contributors who contribute to the Power of Love ministry and support the the offerings of the transcripts in the radio show and the free classes like the Living A Course in Miracles free classes and all the many other things that we've been offering. Yes, thank you for sharing. Yes. I wish I could convey to all of you how much love and and gratitude comes uh, for the offering of this radio show and the offering of the free classes because I feel like we do it together. It's your contributions, your love, your willingness that makes it possible we do it together and so that many thousands of people around the world are able to join together beyond time and space to remember the truth and to give up these false idols. And for this, I'm so grateful. So grateful. Thank you so much. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude here and now and partner up with the Holy Spirit to lay everything on the altar that's false, known or unknown. So grateful and thankful to claim our healing and to recognize our willingness. So grateful and so thankful that the love of God is all that there is, all that we are now and forevermore, that the Immaculate Heart is within us. We're grateful to see it now. We're grateful and willing to experience it now. We're cultivating the holy instant now. We give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. We share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them in deep abiding gratitude we let it be and so it is amen 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 god bless you (laughs) have a great rest of your week